Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason, and on this week's show, we're going to look back at the recent crunch time that sets up this month's Vacation Land Cup 22 VLC 2-2. Coming up this month, can't wait to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the announcements for that show tickets all that good stuff and then we're also going to be you know may talk about some things that are getting randy fired up as they always do but of course joining me as always is the head of the table for limitless and of course let's wrestle and the man who is always bringing professional wrestling workouts to the area randy carver randy say hi to the good people how's it going today josh happy to be back on the pod uh crunch time out and available on iwtv you had a chance to watch it because you didn't get to catch it live what'd you think I did. Well, uh, I mean, I thought it was a really good show, but I also had COVID at the time. So I'm guessing my COVID fever kind of contributed to that. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I did have COVID at the time. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a nice kind of a break. Uh, yeah, I'm not bullshitting. I, I really liked the show overall. Um, I thought it was, it was it was entertaining again under uh, at least, the, you know, the video version, two and a half hours, give or take. Yeah, I didn't get to see the original because I was uh, in Vermont at the time. But yeah, it was a uh, Really enjoyable. I didn't. I luckily had not seen all the results kind of going into it. So some of the stuff was a, a little bit of a, a surprise, which was uh, always welcome. And yeah, I I thought all the action was good. It's a much different. It's a much different VLC field this year in that. And and we're going to talk about the VLC a lot in in the weeks ahead. It's it's different in that it's not a lot of the traditional uh, limitless pillars, so to speak, guys you would normally see. In previous tournaments, you could almost like not pencil in, but like you know, marker in that they're going to be involved. And this year, it's a lot different, and I, I think it's a good thing. It's always you know, we're always in in the in the game of wrestling. It's always fresh, new, what's different, and and and, and all that. And this VLC field definitely feels like that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, looking at the lineup, which we'll talk about later for the Vacation Land Cup, I believe there's only three wrestlers who have even been in the cup before and only one of which has made it to a finals. So um, it's a very fresh field. I think a lot of new players, especially over the past three to four months heading into the cup uh, have really shown up and shown out and proved that uh, they, you know, the next generation of limitless wrestling, it feels like it's here and it feels like it's really going to blossom at the vacation land cup tournament in tournament and non-tournament action, because uh, we've got a lot to talk about regarding the cup, but Obviously, we got a recap crunch time, a, a wild show that dropped on IWTV this past week, and uh, it kicked off with some Vacation Land Cup qualifying action. But I, I guess we got to talk a few, uh, talk a little shop about what happened going into this show. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, let me be the host, Rand. Let me guide you. You sit back, relax. You you have a you have a a busy job as a Limitless Wrestling owner, so let me take over here. And say before we begin, wherever you're listening, subscribe, like the video, Apple Pods, and Spotify. Please rate and review us there. Bring your signs to shows uh, supporting the Limitless Wrestling Podcast because it will never get a mention on a show. And did Randy, did you happen to see our, our friend? I saw the, the shout out on Twitter. The I'll call him the Limitless Wrestling Sign Guy. You know, shout out to ECW Sign Guy. Did you happen to see the podcast sign uh, on premise uh, on, at Crunch Time? I did not because I oh, I think I saw that. Jamie could only bring a couple signs last minute, but oh, wait. Did he uh, get, I would assume, hold on. Hey, maybe it's maybe it's fate to just wait for you to be back in the building to see it with your own eyes. Well, uh, you know, this feels very WWE like, Randy, for you to ban signs coming into the building. There's no ban. Are you I sure? Uh, oh, unbelief. This is 
boy, I'm getting all fired up again. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, help, help us out a little bit. Uh, obviously, listening, tell people about it and uh, greatly appreciate your support. And I was going to ask something else and I completely forgot what it was. So we'll get right to crunch time. So, yeah, crunch time. So, yeah, this is a couple of weeks ago, Saturday, July 23rd, Yarmouth, Maine. And let's start to begin with something we mentioned on the, the last podcast as well. You're going head to head with the return of Ring of Honor uh, in, in terms of a, the pay per view death of Port Dishonor, head to head in terms of um, not only that a pay per view is going on. So, you have some people who like, ah, maybe I'll skip this one or do whatever. But you also, more importantly, it was regional and the fact it was in Lowell. However, that did not affect the ticket sales seemingly at all. And and it looked like a great crowd in there. We talked about really the the, the fans coming out. But yeah, it, you know, obviously not being not being there, just seeing it on TV. Kind of any thoughts on on uh, how the crowd turned out that night going up against uh, ROH? I was just really impressed. It was a great energy in the room that felt like from start to finish and uh, didn't really feel like the crowd died at all. And that was uh impressive because of the fact that it was fucking like 90 degrees when this show started it was uh a really hot july night in maine but uh people came out and uh, had a great time stayed hydrated and uh were there right to the end of the night so that was very cool yeah the (laughs) heat wave finally broke (laughs) it's just i've never felt anything like this and in a long time this was uh this was bad yeah definitely looked a little little sweaty in the uh the old ambets yeah, we had some uh, we had some fans going in the corner, but when you have so many people so close like that, I mean, it's just it's impossible to uh, to keep it super cool in there. But yeah, I mean, it just we, we had it felt like like three weeks straight of 90 plus degree weather or high 80s. And now I think the past few days here, it was literally like 65 yesterday. I'm like, wow, yep. this is a change in pace. That's right. We'll take it. So, yeah, so even before the show started and this was on the friday before correct like friday morning give or take you got the news that jd drake was being pulled for the show and he was supposed to be going against uh, des cole in a vlc qualifier and yeah he got pulled because he was had to be in attendance uh for the aforementioned uh roh death for dishonor event tell us uh yeah how you found out and then kind of what the what the planning was after that point yeah, I mean, it's just the joys of independent wrestling. Um, he got hit up very last minute to uh, have the opportunity to manage Anthony Henry at Ring of Honor in Lowell. I think he found out either Thursday night or Friday morning, got at us like Friday morning at 1030. And I was like, hey, you know, I hate to say this, but uh, this is the deal. I've been told to pull and that's that. And there's really nothing you can do at that point. <laughs> I mean, uh it's uh it's shitty but it creates an opportunity for somebody else which i think is so important and uh a super cool thing on the flip side about independent wrestling is there typically is always somebody who's ready to step up in that position and on this night it was brad hollister and uh, aaron rourke fits in there as well because he went from the scramble match to getting a what he called a real opportunity for art to make into the vacation land cup and he got a one-on-one matchup with des cole but brad hollister who um, was someone who was scheduled for Vacation Land Cup first round action in 2019. Unfortunately, blew his knee out uh, in the days ahead of the matchup with Ace Romero in the first round. And he lost out not only on that spot, but really was kind of lost in the shuffle in terms of limitless wrestling moving forward. We didn't see Brad Hollister later in the year, the next year on the closed tapings when Limitless came back. Like 
Brad was just, you know, there's so many wrestlers out there and Brad did get lost in the shuffle. And this was the opportunity for Brad to, you know, kick the door down and break back into limitless wrestling. And I think he did so in a very impressive way, but I don't want to jump ahead, but Brad, I mean, the, the story of it all coming together, honestly, was just too good. And Brad's been killing it recently, whether it's wrestling open Northeast, wherever he's at, uh, Brad's put together an impressive resume over the past year. So it was time to stop overlooking that. Yeah, we're going to talk more about him in a minute, especially a very fiery promo he gave after his appearance yeah, in the six-way scramble as well. So, but I, I one aside, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this is coming from me. doesn't represent Randy, doesn't represent Limitless. I, uh, I find it hard to believe that, and this is no follow J.D. Drake's, but that a, a very, a billionaire owner of a company that has a, a pay-per-view coming up, it's a very important pay-per-view, should have their shit together at least, you know, a week before a show to know if they're going to need people for the show. So you're not screwing over the indies, who you, which you claim to love so much. You know, I think it's a it's a shitty thing for promoters like yourself that have to scramble last minute to fill some stuff. I think it's really shitty for fans that are expecting to see stuff. It puts talent in a bad position because uh, they can only explain so much. And I don't know. I. I saw that news. I was just really annoyed at the whole Tony Khan thing. If it was his decision, or I'm I'm glad JD's getting work. I I uh, I don't know. That just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. In that, how a how Tony Khan and his group handled that. Get your shit together earlier and let promoters like yourself have time to do things the way they want to do it, and and not get kind of forced into last second stuff that can be avoided. End of rant. But let's get to let's focus to to crunch time. And one I, that's been on my mind for like two plus weeks. So I'm glad to finally kind of get off my chest. But let's go to the VLC. The first qualifier. This is an opening match. This is a really entertaining opening match with Des Cole taking on Aaron Rourke, as you mentioned. Aaron Rourke getting bumped up by from the six-way scramble. His chance to represent art, as always. You know, Ava Everett uh, always pushing that. He and uh, uh, her and Ricky Smokes. And at the end of the day. Big Bufa, Des Cole picking up the victory, continuing his um, his really impressive young run here in Limitless. So yeah, they get their way uh, or art, you know, getting uh, getting their qualifier in there, getting their guy in there. But yeah, Bufa hit a big swanton, a gut wrench release, power bomb, get the clean win. There's no sh no shenanigans, nothing like that. Great to see. This is a really great opener. And then afterward, ever getting on the mic and trying to fire up Ricky Smokes up, and then start running down her opponent for the night, Lufisto, who said. Screw it. She decided to come right out and start the match. We'll get to, to more about that in just a second. But yeah, Big Bufa getting uh not starting his his career in a multi-man match, and then all of a sudden a couple months later, now he's got a shot at earning a a, a a limitless wrestling world title shot next month or later this month at VLC. Crazy how uh, life moves fast like that. It's pretty incredible. And uh sometimes it just happens like this, man. He's riding the wave and he's getting it done, man. Uh Des Cole, relative unknown when he debuted just a few months ago. And like you said, it's kind of been a meteoric rise uh, since beating the streak of Brad Cashew in the university rules contest. And uh, it, it's just been pretty cool to see. I mean, Des Cole is really impressed and uh, he's made an impression on the Limitless fans thus far. And I, I, I got to say, give give credit where it's due to Aaron Rourke. Uh, I was really impressed by what he could do. It had been a minute since we'd seen him in a singles capacity in a limitless ring. So that was pretty cool to see. But Art got what they wanted here. 
They got a one-on-one fair shot to get in the Vacation Land Cup, what they deemed fair, and they didn't get it done. And it kept getting worse. It did, and and we'll get to that. So yeah, I, I also Aaron Rourke, really good shape. Like he's been uh, he's been putting in the work, and he he looked like a million bucks, but fortunately was at the loser end of the pay window at the end of this. But then this transition into Lufisto taking on Ava Everett. Of course, Lufisto making her return. Really great debut for the Indy Hall of Famer last time out. And excuse me, even better this time around. This one featured lots of interference by both uh, the you know very frustrated Aaron Rourke and of course Ricky Smokes as well. At the end of the day, it backfired though. Randy, we had uh, Aaron Rourke accidentally uh, the presumed loaded purse by Ava Everett. Got uh, Aaron Rourke got knocked with that. Ava Everett then ran into a burning hammer that saw her land essentially nearly on the top of her head. Nasty looking uh, spill there. Lufisto picking up the victory. Fans went nuts. This is a great second match as well. And Art starting out the night 0-2. And, and yeah, it was, again, portending a, a very tough night for this uh, this once uh, successful trio. Yeah, and it, it almost looked like there was going to be a well-oiled machine here for Art to kind of take down Lufisto. And uh, they had some good referee distractions early in the match that Ava was able to capitalize on. It was a nasty cutter on the floor, too, by Ava Everett drilling Lufisto. But yep. uh, unfortunately, it did backfire, like you said. Purse to the noggin and uh, na- probably the nastiest burning hammer I've seen in a Limitless ring, I got to say. I, yeah. uh, I was a bit worried for Ava Everett's health after that, um, even though I dislike her greatly. But uh, it was an awesome return for Lufisto, man. This was a really fun match to watch. and. Uh, crowd was electric for this one live. Lufisto finally getting on the board in Limitless with a W. Yeah, and I, you know, it shows how benevolent you are, Randy, that after all the shit that Ava ever has given you, you were still concerned about her. It's a, it's a nice guy you are. Listen, is it a nice guy or is it a worried showrunner here? <laughs> we had a lot more to go. We certainly did. Certainly did. So the next matchup, this was a six-way scramble to qualify into the VLC. Have you ever had a scramble match like this to, to qualify? Is this a first-timer? Uh, this is a first-timer to qualify. It was a uh, it was a fixture of the Vacation Land Cup events in the past, but yeah. this was the first one for an actual spot. I like this. I think this, that you should, might, yeah, you should keep this for the future. This was great. I like this a lot. We did a format, uh, I think, in 2019 where we had a couple four-way qualifiers, but I, uh, I, I did that. not really yeah. think that hit as well, um, and I, I really liked this. I thought all the components in this scramble, especially with the addition of Brad Hollister late, like it was a really unique mix of people and uh, turned into a really fun match. Yeah, and this is, I think, arguably your your most star-studded or uh, I guess you could say your six-way scramble match. I mean, this was uh, in terms of like experience, put it that way, because usually you scramble match with younger guys. But anyway, so Rip Bison, in this one, Brad Cashew, Bobby Orlando, BRG, and Brad Hollister. And for some reason, I'm forgetting one other. Did I get all the names? One, Mortar. Two, Mortar. Oh, my God. That's what I forgot. Mortar, of course. He was a, a yeah, big fan favorite coming into this as he has been in uh, in uh, weeks and months past. So, yeah, this was, uh, this was wild. This was a really great six-way. Let's see a couple of the highlights here. Rip Bice, of course, showing off another incredible display of power in the corner, stacking up. I think it was three guys on top and this was after uh brg decided to jump onto the pile rip bison didn't buckle at all and just kind of held everybody up and then knocked him down dean fernicola taking bobby orlando's goat to the back we saw that brg was about to finish off rip bison after hitting two super kicks has looked about to 
Pabst throw a third, finish him off. And then Matt Daniels, who accompanied BRG out to the ring, throwing in the Let's Wrestle title. He just wants somebody to use this Let's Wrestle title to attack an opponent. BRG said no. He threw it back, and then as a result, got distracted, hit by a big clothesline by Rip Bison, giving him the victory. He becomes the second man to qualify for the VLC uh, tournament coming up next month. And then afterwards, you know, Mac Daniels in the ring admonishing BRG about his actions, you know, condescending taps on the back of the head. So a little bit of foreshadowing for what's to come in a little bit. But yeah, this was a this is a really fun six way. Yeah, I, I really thought that in a case where I think we've talked about it before, like I think that there's always uh, one or two people who may get forgotten in like a six way scramble like this. I feel like everybody really uh, had a crucial role in this thing and. Uh, there's just so much going on, and I think that's what makes him so exciting is you just never know what's going to happen. BRG uh, with a suicide dive nearly into the second row, uh, taking out Rip Bison on the outside. Bison able to power through and uh, eating a couple super kicks, like you said, and the momentary distraction from Mac Daniels once again costing BRG, and I think that was the last straw. Enough was enough from that point forward. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a minute. And yeah, we'll bring up the uh, the, the post-match promo. Uh, Sam Laterna catching up with uh, Brad Hollister outside. And he's fired up, you know. He, he wasn't happy. He was happy to be back in Limitless, but he didn't was not satisfied with how things turn out. He was he was riled up, Randy. He, he wants another shot, and, I, and I'm hoping you're going to give it to him at some point. Might, yeah, not, have Brad, a, might uh, not have a choice. Yeah, uh, he had asked for the opportunity to speak, and... I think he just really let it rip. Uh, Brad's, I, I think, been someone who has been frustrated and rightfully so for just the opportunities that kind of fell through his fingers uh, and, and not due to any fault of his own, due to, uh, you know, a crazy injury happening at a bad time. And he was on quite a run heading into that portion of his career. But uh, I think it just makes you want it more and makes you hungrier at the end of the day. And I think we're seeing that seep through with Brad. So. Uh, especially with a performance like that, you can't deny that he's going to be back in Limitless here sometime soon. That's right. Yeah, and good to have him. He's a yeah, fiery guy and uh, someone that was really starting to kind of start to get that, really climb that ladder when for that injury. So good to see him back and, and get back on track. So then that led into the Russian chain match. First time ever in Limitless, a Russian chain match. Delmi XO taking on the, the queen of the Russian chain match, Masha Slamovich. And this was uh, bloody. Um, Masha brought out at, at one point. Was it the 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 announce team couldn't figure out what this was? Was it some sort of blade or something like that that cut up? Tell uh, me what was that? It was a gusset plate. What is right, that? Right into the top. So it's uh, the plate for connecting like beams to columns. Okay. Like when you're if you're putting together like a, I don't know. This wouldn't be one that would necessarily be on a bridge or anything. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she decided to slam that into the skull of Delmi XO, and that okay. cut her very, very deep. Uh, Delmi was bleeding buckets about halfway through this match, and mm -hmm. uh, that was quite a spectacle to see because I had never seen Delmi in a situation like this. You know what I mean? And uh, this isn't like new territory to Masha necessarily, but to Delmi, really the first time she's ever been in an environment like this, and she actually uh managed to not only you know weather the storm of masha but get her into a bad position where she could put the ref in a tough spot and masha wasn't responding anymore at the end of this match and that's i mean fuck that's after not only a gusset plate to the dome but delmi getting driven back first on the steel chair uh a little russian death driver i think she calls it but 
uh, Delmi able to manage and able to get to a point where she could wrap that chain around the neck of Masha Slamovich, drive her face first in the mat, and then keep pulling until the ref had to call for the bell. Yeah, and a bit of an upset, right? I mean, this is Masha's match, and Delmi picking up the victory and uh, getting a little bit of measure of revenge for their their last clash where Masha picked up the victory. Yeah, and it was uh, a little snide after the match. I don't know if you caught it. Delmi uh, decides to shake the hand of Masha finally at that right, point. Right, and, right, right. Uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, but a statement victory, I would say. Upset, sure, but statement victory here for Delmi XO, who has really reinvented herself and changed the style and has been really adapting to any situation she's been put in over the past few months, especially. So um, I'm interested to see what Delmi does for the remainder of this year and uh, here in Limitless Wrestling for sure. Yeah, this may sound like a weird comment, but I uh, Delmi wore the blood well. You know what I mean? Like it. sometimes you see... Uh, you see people bleed and it just it's kind of like off-putting or whatever in in certain cases it just she she looked like a complete badass <laughs> you know it was like it was really a, it was kind of like this is a cool it was a cool visual i, I think and obviously the, the way it went about probably wasn't ideal but it was uh you know professional professional wrestling stuff you know i was thinking like there was one shot it's one of those old like you know the wrestling magazine type things on the cover it always had all the bloody wrestlers and all that stuff easily could have been on that yeah, there's a couple uh, great shots, actually, from Willow Picks. Um, he's got a wrestling section on his website. Uh, I think it's willowpicks.net. And then also uh, Voodoo Media was in the house. You can check them out on Facebook. Both of them put up uh, full photo albums from the event. Yeah. Not to be confused with Voodoo Kin Mafia from TNA days, I'm guessing? Correct, yeah. Not, uh, not ripping the VKM thing, especially at this juncture. Okay, certainly not. Uh, who knows? You could be in Limitless any day now. Uh, Circus Ninjas. We got one more trios action. Circus Ninjas taking on MSP and Dirty Dango, a.k.a. Vibe and Dirty. And Dango coming out to Loser by Beck. Crowd was singing. The announcers were singing. It was a party, Randy. It was a party in the Ambets. And this was, uh, I mean, again, going into this, we kind of knew what the action was going to be like, and it certainly didn't disappoint. The end came, and this was a very interesting sequence here. So they were going to go for a uh, vibe and dirty, going for a three-way drip drop on uh, Jay Lyon with Noah Catano and Myas Black. Hit Dango and DK with Enziguri's knocking him off the ropes. Lyon then got a roll up on Aiden Agar for the victory. Stunned silence from the Ambats. Everyone was kind of like, what just happened? And the Circus Ninjas pick up the victory. MSP weren't happy, you know, that they kind of had their, their moment to just kind of collect themselves and you know, Dango gets back in the ring. All three guys are in there and just kind of being like, all right, all right, we'll, we'll get it back. And then all of a sudden, Dango takes a step back, clotheslines both members of MSP from behind, hits uh, an air rate. Dango then hits a, an air rate crash DDT combo, and both guys flips off the crowd and just, you know, basically soaks in their booze and takes off. And then afterwards, Sam Laterna catching up with him. In the back, he had no interest. He was ripping the promotion. He said he's sick of playing in a, a fucking jester. Had a team with clowns in, in New York, as he put it, including uh, ripping his old uh, partner, Tyler Breeze. And he said he's not doing it anymore. And he just left. What, what's up with this guy? What, what the hell is this problem? I mean, I got to be real. Anybody who's been around Dirty Dangle in the back knows this dude's a loose cannon. But uh, obviously wasn't taken well to the loss right there. I honestly thought it was a very fun team here with msp obviously they didn't get the job done and uh maybe the antics of msp or the new flavor that they bring wasn't really uh vibing so to speak with dirty dango but uh really fun match while it lasted i mean circus ninjas 
they've had this trio's experience and uh, seemingly they've had MSP's number over the past year. This is the second time they've beat him in a calendar year in a limitless ring. Mm. Yeah. And uh, obviously don't want to have this takeaway from the circus ninjas victory, right? I mean, these guys are continuing to do some good stuff in limitless fans are taking them as always. They always do. And they're, uh, they're consistent performers, put it that way. They're putting something together right now. They're getting on a roll and it feels like finally finding their footing after uh, a long time of ups and downs. Very true. Yeah, so we'll see what's next for for Dury Dangle. I, I can't imagine having to deal with him at this point, but I assume MSP is going to go in and get some measure of revenge, and yeah, I guess we'll see what uh, what happens here. A little uh, interstate rivalry, you know? <laughs> I like it. Some issues going. All right, so then we had the, one of two title matches on the night, the Let's Wrestle title on the line as Mac Daniels, the uh, still relatively new champion, uh, defending against his former prestigious mate, Channing Thomas and Ethan Scott was welcomed out to uh, do the ring announcing here by uh, by his guy Rich Palladino as he is the Let's Wrestle ring announcer. Uh, Ch- I, I for some reason had not heard Channing Thomas's new theme song, "Simply the Best," and it took me back. This felt like a like a eighty late eighties like world class match or something like that. I know he is world class, but this "Simply the Best" just felt like it felt like a territory like wrestler. It, I at first I, it kind of threw me up, and then I'm kind of like. I think this is different. I kind of like this. So referee Derek Douglas gets knocked down uh, in this one. It's a competitive match, as uh, most of the matches were in the night. Uh, then in uh, BRG uh, came out of nowhere, entered with the belt to help out Mac Daniels. But then you know, Mac Daniels said uh, he wanted him to hit Channing with the belt. He, Mac Daniels never wants to hit anyone with the belt himself. He wants someone else to do the dirty work for him. I'm not sure what that's all about. So, yes, yeah, so BRG offered the belt. Mac said, you do it. He wants in it, Channing. And BRG walloped Mac Daniels instead. However, Derek Douglas had woken up at that point, saw the whole thing, called for the DQ. So Mac Daniels retained the Let's Wrestle title by disqualification over Channing Thomas. People are, are furious because, obviously, they were expecting to see a new champion. Channing was on a roll. And all of a sudden, Randy Carver gets on the mic. Randy, let's kick it to you. Re- recap what you said. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, first of all, these two beat the absolute hell out of each other. It was, uh, it was a very personal match. Uh, you could feel the emotion within it. Uh, I think Channing Thomas, as I said on the mic, I think Channing Thomas we saw was moments away from winning the Let's Wrestle Championship, and that's something that he's been chasing literally since the inception of the Let's Wrestle Championship in 2019. Um, wasn't able to get it done, and uh, I, I felt the need to step up because I, I felt like Brett, uh, really found himself in a tough position earlier in the night. And he is someone on the limitless roster who deserves to be in cup contention. And I think was going to be there if not for Mac Daniels and uh, made the match official uh, prestigious has exploded. Uh, Channing Thomas, Mac Daniels, BRG in the first round of the vacation land cup. We're kicking it old school, triple threat, like the OG vacation land cup tournament with MSP except this time it's all members of prestigious. And uh, this wasn't announced on the show, but this has been announced since John Alba is making his return. He'll be in the house in Mac Daniels corner for this matchup. So uh, big stakes for all members of prestigious here. Who's going to make it to the finals. Mm. And the let's wrestle title will not be on the line this one, correct? Just a spot BLC. Yeah, this is just tournament based. So the winner's going to advance to the four way dance final. Got it. So we still have lots of uh, unfinished business there with the Let's Wrestle title. But yeah, this was, uh, 
yeah, competitive match, two young guys, and yeah, this is a prestigious has, has imploded. And you think of just a few months ago, prestigious and art, these two great factions, and and then you know things are uh, as we're going to get to. Things are not well. You know, things are not well. I will say, Randy, uh, I, I wrote down my notes here. Randy on the mic with a Road Warriors T-shirt. Well done. Yeah, I, I didn't really plan to be on the mic that night. I'll be honest. So. Uh, I was wearing my Road Warriors T-shirt, whatever was clean, and uh, I found myself in a predicament. Had you had you planned to be in the mic? Would you have worn something different? Probably not. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, yeah, maybe no shirt at all or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Really throw Who knows? people off. <laughs> what kind of show uh, did they tune into? Oh boy, I don't know. So yeah, so then uh, obviously the the viewers at home got the uh, the notification if they had not already that uh, BLC live on IWTV returning live. Uh, August 27th. So we'll talk about more about that card in a minute. And then uh, further down the card, of course, we just mentioned Art, uh, Ricky Smokes, the third member of Art in competition of the night. Trying to be the only one to pick out the victory against uh, Kid Chocolate, debuting a star there from Canada. And Ricky Smokes did, in fact, pick up the victory. Got the win. Relatively quick match compared to the other ones. And then really kind of the big story here, uh, Randy, was that Art was annoyed that Smokes got the win and how he got the win and they were, uh, there was a, a promo uh, afterward uh, in the back, you know, Ava Everett, you know, Aaron Rourke just basically walking away from Ricky Smokes. They weren't happy at all that he won and that apparently didn't help either of them out earlier. Just, uh, you know, kind of just babyish, uh, frankly. I mean, Ricky Smokes getting the win here and Art appears to be imploding as well. What, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough sitch when you're mad at the one person who gets the job done for your squad. You know what I mean? Like, Smokes went out and wrestled his ass off, as did Kid Chocolate. I, honestly, another impressive uh, debut there from Mo Jabari, and I think someone who we'll see in Limitless Wrestling in the future. And uh, I, I'm excited to see him grow as a wrestler. But Ricky Smokes, I mean, he was all over it on this night. He had scouted Mo Jabari. He knew what he was in for and got the job done in about six minutes. And, and Smokes was feeling good on top of the world. He finally got one done, and Ava and Aaron weren't happy about it because, you know, Ricky got it done, but they didn't, they don't get a piece of that pie. They feel like, even though Ricky was, you know, he wanted to celebrate as a group. He wanted to celebrate with Ava and Aaron and they just didn't want to hear it. So tough sitch for Ricky, but uh, I think things are looking up for the smoke show, no matter what. Yeah. We should see how that one uh, unfolds as well. So yeah, that brings us to the main event of the evening world champion, Limitless world champion, Alec price looking into his impressive run taking on a beef who we talked to on the last podcast there obviously was uh, coming in this on, on a nice run ready mentally there physically there uh i will say the the run alec run video at the beginning of the, at the show was awesome i really enjoyed that uh kind of looking back at alex run uh, as limitless champion awesome stuff and this is competitive as you might imagine uh big spot in the outside uh beef hitting a huge razor's edge on alec price onto a chair Looked like that hurt quite a bit. Uh, the story of the match really, though, was Beef's knee. His left knee that was injured you know, several months ago against Alex Hammerstone. Alex Hammerstone, we talked about that before. We talked about that with him uh, last time out. And Price just going to work on it throughout the match. But, you know, Beef rally. This was this was a, a match of surges. And, and Beef had a nice surge late. Uh, both guys are fighting on the top ropes. And Beef hit him with a second rope pile driver. The irony, Randy is that this was the same move that game gave FTR the win over the Briscoes at the same time, almost identically at the same time in Lowell at the depth before the Sonner pay-per-view. However, Alec Price kicked out at two. He was able to uh, evade this. This was a, a big move there. 
Price then fired up. These guys are trading elbows. Beef makes a, sec- a second earthquake splash. And drop kick took out the knee. And then a surprise kick got the victory for Alec Price to help him retain. This is a, a hard-fought match. Both guys were exhausted afterwards. And then Alec Price grabbed the mic. Obviously uh, reminding people about how great he was. The championship run. All this as well. And then decides to be said, Beef isn't on his level. And that didn't get people, you know, that happy about that. And then all of a sudden he kicked out his knee and about to land some further damage. Then Randy, the Ambets, they forgot to pay the light bill. The power goes out. And then luckily the grace of God, the power goes back on. And who's standing in the ring with Alec Price? Frickin' Ace Romero. Yes, Ace Romero returning. Big stare down the middle. And Alec Price, the fighting champion, decides to take a powder, takes off. And then on the way, say he's beaten uh, Ace Romero twice and just takes off for the back and just leaves Ace Romero in the middle of the ring. So uh, there is a unfinished business here. But Al Price, a little bit of a turn and tail there at the end for a fighting champion, huh? Yeah, I don't think he wanted any part of Ace Romero after that thing. Um, an incredible matchup here. I think this is one of mm. the best matches on the run of Alec Price's Limitless Wrestling World Champion. So... Uh, seek this one out on IWTV if you have not seen it. We posted the quick hit highlights on Twitter a couple days ago. But, uh, man, what a battle. Uh, really enjoyable watch. I've watched it over a couple times, actually. Um, watching the stream the other night was just really impressed. And Beef really took him to his limit, man. I think that it very well might be the closest Alec Price got to losing that championship. And he was able to pull it out in the end. It was a Alec uh, looking good with the facial hair. Maybe that was a, a little bit of a foreshadowing there as far as his, uh, his attitude, maybe he's just feeling it, you know, but yeah, I think you're right. He's always had that chip on his shoulder. I think even from the first time, um, first time he's ever stepped in the limitless, you know, uh, he's, he's had that, that chip on his shoulder, but yeah, I think you're right after this long title run and then, and being so successful all over the place, Think I uh, think he's feeling himself a little bit, but yeah, he uh, he might be getting his comeuppance and and getting a, yet another great challenger coming up at the VLC. So let's look ahead. We're gonna again talk about this card more in uh, in the months ahead here. But yeah, the VLC coming up uh, later this month. Tickets have already started to ship out, and they're available on limitlesswrestling.com/tickets. Front row, no big surprise, are sold out. And look at this, Randy. The event in itself, almost seventy percent sold out already. T- tickets are flying off the shelves. Yeah, get them while you can. Limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. Uh, We're taping this on Thursday and just sent out a huge batch Wednesday night, and there's another batch going out on Thursday. So I would say either uh, end of this week when you're listening or early next week, you're going to have those tickets arriving in the mail. Yeah, so Saturday, August 27th. So it should be be great. Uh, Again, so go over some quick VLC uh, uh, rules and, and go over kind of the card we have so far. So, yeah, so to review, the Cup has four opening round matches in this year. So just like two of the three previous years, as one triple threat opening round matchup and three singles matches, the winners of the four matches are going to square off in a four-way dance elimination-style final, and the winner advances to the seven-year anniversary event this September to challenge for the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And those opening round matches are Beef versus Ace Romero, hard-hitting, and obviously makes a lot of sense given what we just saw in the finale. So Beef getting uh, his shot, and obviously he wants to get another shot, Alec Price. Ace Romero definitely wants to get another shot, Alec Price, based on what we saw, so that would be a great first-round match there. Des Cole against Charles Mason, the returning Charles Mason. Speaking of Beef, 
returning Charles Mason going in and looking to get his uh, his opportunity there. Rip Bison taking on Ricky Smokes. BRG versus Chaney Thomas versus Mac Daniels. So, yeah, this will be uh, – that's your opening round matches for the VLC. What are we thinking so far about that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And like we well, like we talked about earlier, um, really feels like such a fresh lineup this year in terms of uh, the faces that are in this cup. Uh, three participants have been in a cup before, only one of which has made it to a VLC final. So uh, we're going to see a lot of fresh faces with an opportunity that they haven't had yet. And uh, I did want to mention as well, uh, we are going to do some bracketology on this podcast moving forward. Uh, probably the last episode going into the Vacation Land Cup. So week of the cup, the 20th into the 27th, be looking out for that. Uh, we are doing the Vacation Land Cup bracket challenge again this year. And uh, we've actually already dropped the template you can fill out on Facebook. Uh, give us a like, facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling or um, you can actually take it and post it on Twitter. Use the hashtag VLC bracket and uh, you can submit them either way. We've got some prizes for anyone who is able to guess the four opening round winners and then the winner of the final four way eliminator um, that we'll be sending your way if you get it correct. So, again, you can submit it Facebook or via Twitter hashtag VLC bracket. But uh, it's going to be interesting this year. These are a lot of first time matchups. Uh, I actually think that every single match here is a first time ever singles match. Obviously, the triple threat has not happened yet before, but um, it's going to be interesting territory, man. Yeah, always always is interesting. And this is, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I mean, it's a great this three month stretch between and I think you really kind of nailed with, you know, July being the the qualifier, right? Or qualifier then the vlc and then the anniversary show it's a great three-month stretch of events they all they all just perfectly sync together yeah i was uh i was talking to harry actually the other day and he had mentioned that like crunch time felt like the perfect jumping off point for someone who uh wanted to jump into limitless wrestling and didn't really know where to start i uh, also announced this is kind of big news kind of buried this max caster is returning to aw i just talked about him on a show uh, about the show crew a few months ago and look at that he's coming back to limitless gonna be on the show yeah caster returning not only caster but we're actually gonna have all members of the shook crew in the house so bobby orlando bryce donovan uncertain of the status of bobby jr right now but uh joining them of course the limitless wrestling world champion the prize alec price will be in the house as well as the circus ninjas who were victorious last time uh, nolo katano ringleader midas and blazing jay lion mm. Uh, I mean, are you saying Dean Fernicola has, has abducted Bobby Jr.? Is that is that what we're saying? I just don't know his whereabouts. I'm I'm not trying oh, to no. insinuate anything. I just did not necessarily see Bobby Orlando leave with him. Mm. We'll see all that play out later this month, Saturday, August 27th, BLC, Yarmouth, Maine. If you can't make it, you watch it on IWTV Live. We're going to talk about more about this in the next couple of weeks. All types of good stuff there. So let's uh, as we're out of the show, let's get back to some stuff we talked about. The last time around, you and I, there was a little bit of confusion about this uh, this new TV show of yours, Randy, in Portland. Uh, a, a highlight show, clip show, whatever you want to call it. So kind of explain to the people what's going on, because every Friday night it's airing at 8.30 p.m. in the greater Portland area, correct? Yes, indeed. So uh, PMC Channel 5 uh, cable in Portland. Uh, we're going to be airing Friday nights, 8.30 to 9. It's going to be a little half-hour Limitless Wrestling, kind of a clip show, but you're going to get a couple matches on each episode, um, a lot of which are actually not released on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. So 
kind of cool to see those uh, maybe for the first time if you're not an IWTV subscriber. Um, it's going to be like a lot of uh, we're going to throw in some of those main pro wrestling histories once again and get those back in circulation from the road. There's going to be some classic moments. There's going to be some uh, move of the days in there, uh, some different promos that might not have made the the uh, light of day on the broadcast, but uh, just a lot of different things. Uh, it, it's very much like a smorgasbord of limitless wrestling on these little half hour blocks. So again, Friday nights, 830. If you're in the Portland area, PMC channel five for cable. And that is a, it's a public access channel, right? Part of the Portland media center. Is that uh, kind of what I'm seeing here? Yes, hundred percent. And I, I actually believe like, I, I don't know the certain times I'm sure it's different every week, but uh, these episodes are going to get reran like four or five times throughout the week leading up to the next episode. So um, just be checking around channel five um, if you've got cable in Portland because it might pop up. Mm. And real quick, I think uh, maybe you want to talk about this more next week. When we have a little bit more time, but you were uh, you're part of this uh, this chaotic situation or uh, whatever you want to call it uh, this past week weekend at uh, WrestleQueerdom in Milford, New Hampshire. Uh, originally, I was supposed to go with you. I'm, I'm glad or I didn't because it would have given you covid. And yeah, you were, uh, I don't, you, you want to, you want to just talk more about next week or how, how do you want to, how do you want to address this? Cause you were part of the, the ring rental and, and all that stuff, but, uh, I, I'll hand it over to you. Cause I know you had some stuff on your mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just know that, uh, I think you saw the comment as well. There was a, there was a post in the fans of limitless wrestling group page where, um, cause it, had, it, it kind of, you know, got a lot of circulation online, like what had happened at this event to people and, um, I think there's a lot of people who are curious of just like the inner workings of limitless wrestling, particularly, and maybe independent wrestling as a whole. So I think uh, within the next couple of weeks, that's an episode that we'd like to open up and uh, maybe take some questions as well. If there are any from uh, our faithful podcast listeners that you want to either tweet at us or throw it out there on the group page, wherever it may be. Um, but I, I mean, this, this entire event, I mean, it was, the concept of the event was great and the actual like people involved with the event, like from the wrestling standpoint and the matches on it, like it, it was honestly like a fun time, but there was just no structure to the business model of the show. Um, there was no money to pay pretty much all the wrestlers at the end of the night. And um, it was just a mess. It was just like, a, I don't even know how to equate it. I mean, you can look it up and kind of get all the details from it, I don't know. A lot of people stepped up. I'll say that like uh, the promoter's mother was running around like a chicken with the head cut off, like doing a ton of different things. And uh, there are a couple wrestlers who do deserve a shout out. Aiden Vaughn England, um, Joan Jetson and their manager, Mission Control, who are on this event. Uh, the three of them, I really saw just like stepping up in ways that wrestlers shouldn't have to um, and making this event come to fruition such as like uh, simple shit such as like setting up pipe and drape or figuring out where the music and the the stream is going to go or setting up chairs and figuring out what the layout of the floor is going to look like you know what i mean like uh a lot of people were you know put into different positions that they probably had never been in before and had to step up to make this event happen but yeah i mean it was uh I think I think the people the fans who attended and i think the wrestlers who participated for the actual event itself those couple hours had a really good time. I just think it was all the logistics otherwise that uh, made it a very tough weekend on everybody all around. 
Yeah, Joan Jetson, there was a, a Twitter thread, uh, Joan Jetson RCS, um, that kind of, kind of explains all the thoughts and, and things like that. Having, like, having, I didn't realize there was such a big controversy until I saw somebody out of the local New England area, someone that, like, lives in a different country completely, mention something about this. And I'm like, I didn't realize there was a big, like, to-do. And that kind of looked more into it. I was like, oh, boo. So... I lived at Manchester for 15 years and I know, you know, Milford and it's not too far away. That Hampshire dome is, it's fucking huge. <laughs> like it's fucking huge. Yeah. It's, it's for indoor soccer. It's just, it's one of these like typical, um, you know, multi multi field indoor practice facilities that youth teams rent. It's not really ideally set for wrestling. You know what I mean? If you're going to set for, I mean, this is like, if you're bringing like, I don't know, WWE, <laughs> maybe, maybe it might make sense there or something like that. Even if, uh, it just, it's just not ideal for wrestling. It's just, it's a lot of, tur- it's AstroTurf, a track and, um, you know, not, not a lot of like AC, right? It was, yeah, exactly. It was shocking because it was, uh, it was literally like a football field with a track around it. And, yeah. um, the load in that makes the load in very fun as well, because you have to, uh, you have to unload off the trailer into this little vestibule garage thing. Then they can shut the door and open you up to the dome so that the dome doesn't deflate. Uh, and then it was a 50 yard walk. So uh, setup was really fun, but oh my God. yeah, this, it was alarmingly big mm-hmm. of a place. And uh, just, you know, probably not uh, the most ideal spot for a show of this size. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I mean, there's so many small venues. Uh, again, not knowing kind of the full story behind it and stuff like that. But yeah, so yeah, if you have questions, you want to do an Ask Limitless next week then? Yeah, let's do an Ask Limitless, and we can we can kind of base it around uh, inner workings of Limitless, or even even if you had Vacation Land Cup questions, I'm sure we'll get a plethora of different things. But um, yeah. specifically to the point that was mentioned in the group page, uh, I'd be happy to dive into any specifics. And I'll kind of look at that post again and, yeah, maybe maybe we'll get a few questions from what was asked there, but um, yeah, we'll we'll plan on ask limitless next week. So any questions, um, we'll put out a post on Facebook, and we'll also put up a Twitter post as well. But you can always use the hashtag ask limitless or uh, send it over uh, however you see fit. Great, and uh, yeah, I think I think that was bad. anything else you had to get off your chest before uh, before we wrap it up. No, I don't think so. Um, if you are if you're listening to this, looking for some live local wrestling this week. Scowhegan State Fair every single day. Cousin Larry, uh, the Scufflin Hillbilly, is going to be running events there. We have a lot of uh, Limitless Dojo students who are going to be popping up there throughout the week. Maybe even some trainers, too. So uh, I'm going to be there most of the days and taking in some of the action and seeing how it goes. So uh, if you're looking for a fun time, maybe uh, swing by there. And if not, we're going to see you, like I said, August 27th, whether live in Yarmouth or live on IWTV for the Vacation Land Cup. And tickets have shipped. So if you're if you've already ordered, you're looking for tickets, check the mailbox later this week or early next week. And if not, head over to limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets and pick yourself up some. That's right. You can hear all about the Scowhegan uh, shows on my new podcast, Scowhegan Pro Wrestling. Oh. It's a, huge. It's uh I, I was still looking for a co-host. Um what what if someone wants to buy you something at the fair to get a few minutes of your time, you t- like a fried dough. Oh, fair fry, fair fries. What what are we looking at, Randy? They don't have to buy me shit, but oh uh, come on, come a, on, come on! I am a fan of the old Italian sausage. I was actually really bummed 
when I went to, I don't know what kind of festival. Champ Matthews ran some kind of fest show a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there was not a sausage in sight. I had to settle for a cheeseburger that was less than delightful. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a big sausage guy, loaded up. Um, I'll also spring for the fucking uh, some like fish and chips cart that I have seen almost every fish single year. Fish chips really cart. Yeah, um, it's a ye old like fish and chips. I'll also always go to Stan's Fries, who's a big supporter of the wrestling. So I got to shout out Stan's Fries. Uh, he yep. always hooks the boys up with some free fries. I shouldn't say that, but it's true. <laughs> so I, I'm, you know, we we live in a you know states that are very close to the water and great seafood, and you're getting seafood at a, at a fair cart. I, I I don't I don't understand this. You got to live dangerously sometimes, Josh. <laughs> uh, I thought that was what you did with the egg salad sandwiches at uh, Cumbies at 3 a.m. on the way back. That's you know you, you do that so often it's not really living dangerous anymore. <laughs> That's I guess so. I guess it's part of the part of the daily thing. I uh, I yeah I, the the fried dough I, I enjoy. I don't think many places offer maple syrup now. Um, they used to back in the day. I used to love that little fried dough with some maple syrup. Fair fries, you're you're never gonna beat those. Those are uh, those are two of the faves. I, I, would I like say. a candied apple too now more. Candied apple. Become right. an adult. <laughs> candied apple all right all right randy you're you're a fascinating man i love you i absolutely love you uh so yeah fcc randy buy him all the candied apples and uh and fish and chips and all that stuff and he'll talk your ear off about 90s wwe like you wouldn't believe and so before we let you go obviously follow us on social media lw main on twitter limitless wrestling on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube and must be getting close to still closing in a million subscribers right yeah, there were 992,000, so we're, we're not too far. I'm going to throw a big party. Uh, maybe the million subscriber can come to a Limitless show. <laughs> that would be cool. That would, that be, would cool. be cool. Tough yeah. to track, though. Uh, they don't actually like list them by number. Oh, so you'd, have that... to, you'd have to really catch it at the right time uh, to figure out who that was. Yeah, so it's an all-expenses-paid trip for the whoever the million subscribers. It's an honor system, so whoever Let's not it is, get dangerous. Here. You know, no, this some, is living dangerous. <laughs> someone These from like promises. Someone from like Egypt or something like that. You know, just perfect. You know, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we'll get that. you here, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've also uh, let's wrestle two hundred seven on Twitter. Currently, still in a hiatus, right? For a while. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got nothing planned at least up to the end of August right now. But uh, yeah. stay tuned on future dates of that. Yeah, playing VLC taking over right now. But obviously, follow me. Check out all the action you may have missed. Let's wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow Randy on Twitter, Randy underscore Carver at LW on Twitter. And also Josh Nason on Twitter as well. LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. Ask Limitless comes up next week. Ask your questions, send them in on Twitter, email, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless. <laughs>